Hey, Lights, Camera, Barstool listeners, you can find us every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Barstool, episode 267. Jeff Loken, Jack Trobons. Uh, last Thursday pod of June? Yes, that is correct. Last Thursday pod of June, July, halfway through the year, halfway through 2020. Boy, how about all the movies we've seen this year? Um, you know how, you know how like, most years you'd be like, man, this year's just flying by. Not, not this year. No. This shit sucks. Feels, feels very, like, you know, we were like, March was just yesterday. It's like, no, March feels like it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Remember when Parasite won the best movie that award? Feels like a that won this ago. year. That the was Oscars this year. This year. Um, I mean, the years broke up. It's before quarantine, after quarantine. That's just feels like two years. Remember Billie Eilish? <laughs> <laughs> remember when we cared about her Bond song for ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. When the Bond year, movie but... was a thing that would have been out already, and like uh, in the the probably would be on streaming right now. Yeah, we we would have talked about it two months ago or a month ago or this month. I forget. We're in April, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Fuck. <laughs> um, how time works. Time is crazy. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're reviewing jam-packed shows. We'll get right into stuff quick here. Uh, Batman Returns today. Talk about fucking timing. Um, first off, big rest in peace to Joel Schumacher, who we talked about how crappy his Batman movies were. He passed away the day after. Um, big rest in peace to him. Uh, Great director. But he's a great director. He did a lot more than just those Batman movies, worth noting. Um, so rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. But also, we happen to pick the Batman movies. We sandwich these movie reviews, and in between is Michael Keaton being recast as Batman again. Talk about fucking timing there. We had no idea that was going to happen. Um, so we get to review the second of Michael Keaton's two movies, and we'll talk about that right off the top of news. Um, we also have an interview with Eric Andre this episode. So fun interview with Eric Andre. Easily the 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 most off the rails interview we've had. He was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna have fun." So it was a good interview. Um, and that's that's really uh, that's really. If you're listening on Thursday, 
If you're listening on Thursday, June 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, live, BarstoolSports.com, LCB Twitter, and our YouTube channel, you can watch Fictional Debates Season 2, Episode 2. Highly suggest you watch. In terms of three of us, KV, Nick, Coley, and Tyler from Mixtape, it's the funniest thing I think we've all ever put out together. It's in tears every episode. And if you've missed it live, you can go back and watch them on YouTube. Um, other than that, though, quickly, anything uh, anything you want to get off your chest here before we get in the news? I was just going to say that you should watch the because I think every single episode I've had at least one cry laugh. Like yes. anyone, because there's so many different senses of humor when we do those shows that like every, like no matter what your sense of humor is, you're going to laugh because like at least one thing is going to hit for you. I like, yeah, I like doing them. They're fun. I do them for free. <laughs> that's, how fun, that's how fun they are. I don't get paid when I do it, but I like doing it. So I do it. I do it for the love of the game. Love of the content. That's as yeah. close. That's it's basically, I mean, for you, and I said, we're going to get into this quickly, but for you and for folks who listen to the show and who, because there are people who listen to the show who probably didn't follow you on Twitter or weren't or like didn't listen to this pod when you were active on Twitter. That's basically like you doing what you used to do on Twitter with creating brands. Some of your teams have basically been old Trollballins brands. I feel like that's got to be a little, a nice little throwback. Yeah, just it's me doing the bit, I'm doing the bit again. <laughs> it's I'm an hour back. You want the dead shark? bits. Fucking asshole! A dead shark and a PS2 game. One had de- <laughs> four on four to the death combat fight. Yeah, it wasn't my best team. <laughs> Sometimes best team doesn't win. It's okay. I had, a, I had a colonoscopy last week, dude. That's true. I gotta, I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to try to think of a better one tonight. You don't have to complain. I mean, you literally won. Yeah, you won. Look how AT&T is like, I'm going to bring the AT&T girl back. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. Quarantine. Time to bring back Lily. <laughs> Milana Vaintrub, yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're <laughs> just like, people are hurting right now. Uh, <laughs> just bring back the AT&T girl, the familiar presence. Remember her in uh, Silicon Valley? I do. I yeah. don't. Yeah, she was Guilfoyle's girlfriend. Yeah, Guilfoyle's or, or was, yeah, through the end. She was still around. Mm. And they tricked um, um, Kumail into thinking that they were going to have a threesome or something or that she was going to have sex with him. Right. That was the episode she was introduced for the first time. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, I think so. Anyway. Okay. Um. All right, anyway, uh... All right, well, let's, let's, let's get in the news. But first off, episode brought to you in part by 3Chi. That's right, 3Chi. Um, 3 and then CHI, like the abbreviation for Chicago. Uh, leader in hemp-derived cannabinoid products. All products are formulated by a biochemist. All products made in the USA and U.S.-grown hemp. They invented a way to make the purest federally legal Delta 8 in the world. Uh, when they released their Delta 8 products, they were the first federally legal THC products sold in the U.S. since Prohibition. Fucking 90 years. Big deal. Uh, again, federally legal version of THC effects are a perfect hybrid of CBD and Delta nine. You get this, you get all the great buzz and all the medicinal effects of Delta nine without the laziness, anxiety, paranoia, all the stuff you don't want. Uh, Delta users report feeling far more active and outgoing with increased confidence and almost none of the anxiousness and paranoia associated with Delta nine usage. Also a lot of the, like the gummies and edibles that these companies give out here. I'm not going to say they're the best tasting things in the world. Three cheese are pretty fucking good. Uh, code lights L I G H T S at checkout to receive five percent off your order. Must be twenty one or older to purchase. Uh, three chi the number three c h i dot com the shop for Delta vape gummies tinctures oils can be used to make homemade edibles. Make your own make make burger edibles. I don't know. Sounds terrible. Ooh, dude, that no it sounds awful. I but like again, that. I don't know. I haven't. I, I should try the tincture to see how it tastes. Maybe I have any taste. You might. 
Might like it. Who knows? I, I only say because I just made burgers. That's why I was on the top of my head. Now this, that, that makes sense, man. I mean, you just didn't have the side effects. No. You know, it didn't have the paranoia. Yeah. Didn't have the playing Mario Kart at 3 a.m. That that comes with it. Yeah, it's true. It's the normal side effects. Um, so that's that. Uh, quickly off the top, we'll elaborate more on this in the weekend because this news isn't fully fleshed out. But Twister getting a reboot. Flash thoughts. Quick flash thoughts. Okay, okay, but isn't there like one like key thing about that that you just cannot do anymore? Two. Axton passed away. Two yeah. things. Two yeah. main people from the movie are no longer with us. Oh, who's the other? Phil Seymour Hoffman. Uh, that's right. I forgot he was in there. I yeah. forgot. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that, that's not. So you can bring back. Well, you can bring back Helen Hunt. You say Helen Hunt's in a tornado movie. And like that's know. the thing. It's like. Like, no matter how you... Re- like, every reboot of something, whether it's soft reboot, Star Wars, cast was still alive. Ghostbusters, even like Ghostbusters, this new one, and the, the, the all-female cast, with the exception of one, all alive. Like, all these reboots, they have those elements. Like, you're missing some key people. And even so, it's not like Twister was a fucking classic. It's, it's, a, it's classic for what it is, but it's not like they're remaking a masterpiece of a movie. They're making a very, very iconic disaster movie in summer blockbuster. It's just that's one of those ones where you're like, and now if you've read my blog and my tweet, this is the third time you've heard me say this, but you want to reboot something, bring back the Twister attraction at Universal Studios. You don't replace that attraction, Universal? Ooh, um, did the islands of uh, Marvel? Like, nope. Or no, was it a specific attraction? Specific or? ride. Oh, um, I can't think of it. I don't know. It is, unfortunately. <laughs> Transformers? No, no, that would be, I would actually call that a positive. It is officially titled Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. The, f- um. <laughs> the Phantom Thread Lazy River. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Jimmy Fallon ride. Get rid of the what fucking you, what, Fallon ride. What celebrity do you think that pitch started with? So we want to do a ride with The Rock. Rock. The Rock. Yeah. For sure. Though they he is win. in, there's a Fast and Furious ride that I think he is in. No. They eventually settled on Jimmy Fallon as like a, a, a mix of availability and affordability. And just like he's in, he's in the word cloud. He was just the next biggest name in the word cloud for what people search on fucking YouTube. For uh, sure. The Rock Rock's only in it if he can promote delicious <laughs> Terramana tequila. Um, uh, did you watch the video of him making the uh, the margarita today? No. Tamana? Oh, it's delicious. It looks so good. That's like the challenge of the ride. You're like, hey, hold on. You can't drive this cart. You've had too much of my tequila. <laughs> I bet these children can't resist the sweet taste of Terramana tequila. <laughs> um, Get your kids drunk. Kid beer. Kid beer. I, um, I, 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 I don't want to be too much of a hater on Twister. My, my feelings on Twister have always been this. I thought it, I thought it outkicked its coverage in terms of uh, relevancy, even when yes. it came out, that's fair. I, yeah, I, I, I never like. I it was huge. I remember there being like Dateline, NBC, or Twenty Twenty. Um, like back then, there used to be like segments on the Thursday or Friday night news specials, which is like where you, you know, you sat down with your family and watched it, even though it wasn't that long ago. About like what the latest movie was and the crazy special effects. And I remember there being a feature on like the Twister special effects, and everybody was talking about Twister. I never really enjoyed Twister that much, and I, nobody ever was just like, "Hey, let's watch Twister." 
I, I, I agree with you in that I don't look back on the movie crazy fondly, but at the same time, I would love to see a new movie about tornadoes because tornadoes are incredibly fascinating, I think. I don't and think they are. I think, I, think they're, I think they're scary as shit, man. They just roll through and annihilate a house. It's not like a hurricane where it's just this, a lot of force uh, distributed over a ton of area. It's like if a tornado is so, I don't know, narrow. I don't know how else to put it, but I'm <laughs> very interested to see how it works. I just don't know how, like, why you need to – maybe they just want to attach the name. You know, we talk about this with movies all the time. They just want to attach a good movie name onto a movie that has nothing to do with the original. Maybe it's like the Milton Bradley board game universe, and they're starting with Twister. <laughs> Jeff just read the – the name wrong read, read the, the blurb wrong <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was the same director who did tron legacy oblivion um the only the brave that firefighter mm. movie which actually that was of those three that was probably the best one and then he's also doing top gun maverick so that's kind of like a, is that the one with miles teller yes, yes. josh Brolin. like if top like gun that. maverick sucks and that guy did that uh, you're you're gonna start to be like uh should he it looks good though Twister? it's good yeah we'll john see. ham's doing the the press tour now oh um all right, let's let's move in. Let's let's move on. I, I said I'd like John Hammond Twister. Well, yeah, it would be fun. I can see that. I can see that casting. We'll talk more about it this weekend. I think more details are going to come out. Michael Keaton back as Batman, though. Michael Keaton is going to be in the DCEU as the DCEU's Batman. Apparently, and this has kind of been known, but I was kind of confused by it. The Robert Pattinson Batman, not a part of the DCU. This character will be. There's rumors of this character going to. He's going to be retconning Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. I like who even thought those were in the DCU. I guess maybe because the theme was in Justice League. Uh, but he's going to be in Flashpoint. Flashpoint's going to be fucking crazy of all these alternate realities, and universes, and shit, and time travel. Uh, so Michael Keaton will return to that in an older role. More like a Nick Fury they're comparing it to. He'll also appear in Batgirl and some other movies. So the Ketonicist has really... This is kind of like the end moment, right, for the Ketonicist because, like, he's going back to the character, like his biggest character of all time. He's And again, it's just... it's We randomly decided to do Batman the other day for our review. It's kind of funny that this happened. Yeah, it's, it's funny because we, we were talking about how he just... He's, I don't know. I don't think he's out of place in these movies, but it's it's still weird. Mm-hmm. It's still very weird Batman. But I think he works better in older age than it does seeing him with his like curly hair in his late thirties. <laughs> with his here's the thing they 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 didn't fucking dress Bruce Wayne like a rich person in either of these mm-hmm. movies. No, they 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 dressed him like a some schmuck at the. <laughs> fucking Kmart executive offices in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. I was going to say like, they dressed him like off the rack off Kmart or something like that. But he, he, he didn't dress him well. Tie. He got the shitty ties on. She doesn't dress like a rich guy. JC Penny has fit. I think it's cool to bring him back, though, because I think beyond him being, I think, a better actor now, obviously with time, like we always talk about the Katonicens, I think he can kind of, you know, add more interest to it because he was so fucking good in Spider-Man Homecoming. I just want to see more of him in these superhero roles where he can act as not even just like a bad guy, but like a mentor. A mentor, I think, is a great role for him. Just some do a little new. other guy stuff. Yeah, it's some different. I, we can't I can't bitch about wanting some different out of Batman. Shake your dicks. I, I, I get this contest is over. Get old Batman. You think they're just going to walk down? Bruce Wayne's going to be eating grapefruit with the designated grapefruit spoon with the little oh, teeth on it. What a useless you, piece of silverware, dude. That's how you know Bruce Wayne's old. He's got a grapefruit spoon and he puts salt in this grapefruit. That, old uh, fucker. With that little triangular serrated edge on the grapefruit spoon. What a dumbass piece of silverware. 
Yeah, you always ran out of silverware, and your mom always had that grapefruit spoon. You had to eat yogurt with the grapefruit spoon. <laughs> yes, you try not to try not to ir- irritate your gums. Um, yeah, but I, I look, I like it. I I'm surprised they went back for Keaton, and they didn't like try to. You know, out of all those names, like they they could have gone for Clooney. Could have mm-hmm. gone for Clooney. I don't think you'd go for Kilmer. No. Kilmer can't, Kilmer can't do that. No, anymore. definitely not. But um, I think Keaton makes the most sense in terms of, uh, you know, he, he was in he was in the base, the big Batman movie. He was in the big original one. So I like it. Yeah, I I mean, again, we were, we were just talking about these. So I'm kind of into them right now. Like the idea of Batman, Keaton, and a lot of people have wanted, ever since the Justice League theme like seeped in or the batman theme seeped into justice league people have talked about this uh, all over like why not bring keaton back why not do it like it, it makes sense you could say he's the older batman now anyway age lines up so oh man this is cool it, it, it was very cool news to see and also again proves that you can be in dc and marvel so why not let all these characters cross over another shit yeah, why not do it played uh the guy who played alfred die michael go he's got to be dead yeah he's dead I don't, know, I, don't even need, I don't even need to look that <laughs> on that dude. What year do you think he died? I just looked it up. So trust to guess. 97. No, 2011. You're not giving him enough credit there. Damn, dude. Yeah, pretty long time. Good he almost did 95 years old. Damn, he's due to like 10 marriages. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, he does that on his... When you Google him, it says spouse Henrietta Go. Then there's a, a link for more. <laughs> Never seen do that you want, Do you want to see more in the Starship Troopers voice? Except it just, it's just Michael Goh's wives. McGregor syndrome. Um, we it's will not be, be my, reviewing my those two. fight team for tomorrow. <laughs> Michael <We> Goh's wives. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be reviewing Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Um, nope. They're, they're, it's just, I think we, we've made fun of them so much. And he's like, also, if someone they did. Get, they, get, they get more press than the Batman and Batman they Returns. Do. Mm-hmm. They do. People talk um, about it more. July 3rd on Disney Plus, Hamilton coming to uh, the streaming platform. They released a trailer for it. I am very excited. I've never seen Hamilton. Uh, and I'm excited that it's the original cast, even though, Trill, you've mentioned that Lynn manuel is not the best lead in this. Um, and that's an opinion of many people. But you get to see the original cast. Disney had this fucking thing ready to go, and they were going to hold on to it for a year. And then they realized that, A, why not give people content right now? And, B, we need Disney Plus to get a bit of a boost before Mandalorian comes back. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch. I will watch this the second it drops on Disney Plus. They're, they're cutting out some F-bombs, though. Yeah, I think it's they, weak. They, they, they cut two out of three out, which – I mean, it doesn't detract much from the show, but they they cut out one of the big ones, Washington, uh, Washington on your side or by your side or whatever it is, and uh, you know that that was a funny line. It's a funny line. So what say we don't know, it, or I guess I don't know it anyway. Uh, Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans. Oh, okay. And but it's like delivered in a way. It's like a pivotal moment in the song. But yeah, I think that I, I think the way Lynn said it is you're doing like a record scratch sound effect. Fudging. It's like a fucking kids' bob version of Hamilton. Exactly. Alexander got... Hamilton. I, I think you'll like it. I, here, here's, I'm excited for it because it looks like it's filmed. You know, they they got 
it, it looks like there's not an audience there because it looks like they have like cameras close to the performers and the performers are acknowledging the cameras at certain points in time, at least from the trailer. Cause that, that was, you know, there's going to be laughs and stuff like that. There's funny scenes. I was wondering if they had an audience, maybe there still would be. So I was also worried we were going to get like the all 22 version where it's just, it's just the camera from the top of the, the tech board or whatever the whole time. Which is like the only way you can watch clips of Book of Mormon. It's like somebody yeah. filmed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like really blurry because it's from like 10 years ago. I like, I, I knew we weren't going to get that, but in the back of my head, I was like, wouldn't that be funny if you just got the like one from the, you know, the switchboard. But uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun. And, and, I think a lot of people are going to see it and a lot of people are going to like it and um, it'll be good. Is and there crowd reactions in this? Ooh. Was yeah. there a crowd there for the filming of it? I forget if the cats well, one had a crowd. So that, that that's the question because it, it looks like, so they're, they're cameramen on stage for this one. Cause there's some shots that are just really close. They got to be on stage. So yeah. I don't know if they gave a performance with no crowd to accommodate the cameras like block maybe like you know because the, the cameras can step in front of the performers but if there's a crowd that would obviously obfuscate the view um so i'm not sure but there's you know if there was a crowd there'd be laughter because there are funny scenes and mm. shit like that so mm. do you think do you think anyone's ever yelled baba booey at a hamilton showing <laughs> yes <laughs> do yes. you just get executed you don't even get kicked out they just bring you into the back room and kill you <laughs> Just get dropped through a trap door. <laughs> you're, you're donezo, mate. Um, you get Australian right. gatekeeper or uh, bouncer for some reason. Well, you'll get our thoughts on it from myself and Ken Jack. That I'm actually here, and then we'll Trill's thoughts as well. Just uh, which will be interesting. Could be different thoughts because you've seen it already. It's the show. It's the show people are going to like. It's the Hamilton. They're doing the Hamilton. It, it, um, it is. It is funny because it is. It is a very naive story, and a lot of history has changed around it. So I do get why a lot of people find it grating that so many people are like, well, oh, this is an amazing story about the creation of democracy. It's like, no, it's, it's a fucking musical, dude. Mm-hmm. Take some liberties here. They, they, they omitted some facts about some key players that drastically changes the likability of them. Um, it's out July 3rd. We're not going to review it, but we'll talk about it. Talk about it at length, I'm sure. Um, Fandango released some COVID-19 safety procedures for theaters opening up. New York City doesn't sound like theaters will be open. I'm a little... How does Fandango make money? Ticket fees. Still? Oh, yeah. People people definitely still use Fandango instead of like AMC and all that stuff. I get direct on AMC because I use Stubbs, but... Yeah, I think you can stream movies on their site, Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, they're, They're like their own thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cleaning and sanitizing, face masks and gloves. They talk about physical distancing, reduced capacity, uh, limited concessions. Absolutely cannot wait for that fucking poor high school kid who's working at an AMC Regal Cinemark getting reamed out by some fucking asshole because they don't have pretzel bites at that location because they're just doing popcorn. Can't wait for that to happen because <laughs> you know that's going to happen. Um, that's just inevitable. Especially in New York, the theater I go to, it's it's such an old theater. They're going to be so upset. You don't have black licorice. Oh, we got to have that. There's going to be a lot of people being filmed in reception of AMCs <laughs> and theaters around the country, just yeah. tr- purposely trying to not follow the rules. Not having a good time. Mm-hmm, to say the least. But I don't know, man. As long as people are being safe and healthy, there's no problem. But, but I, I feel like... 
a lot of people are not going to be being healthy and safe and they're going to disobey those laws. They're, they're promoting contactless ticket purchasing, a.k.a. a phone. <laughs> your, hey, you your, know mo- good- your mobile mm. device. What here's innovation. A good, here's a good way to stay safe. Use Fandango. Um, it, it, is, it is funny because I do think these sort of things that we laugh at are going to be new discoveries for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, maybe the older crowd. And I do see more businesses going to cashless on premise in the future, just mm-hmm. in general. I can see that. Um, but yeah, contactless, contactless ticket ordering. That would mean the thing I do anyway, so I don't <laughs> have to interact with another fucking human. Okay. Thanks. Um, movies entering theaters. Uh, Disney's going to re-release Avengers, Empire Strikes Back, Black Panther, Deadpool, Zootopia, The Greatest Showman, Iron Man, The Force Awakens, Inside Out, and more via Eric Davis' Fandango. Regal is going to introduce uh, re-release all the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Inception, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Bohemian Rhapsody, Jaws, uh, and Beauty and the Beast 2017. Well, that's Disney is doing that as well. Would you would you go see any of those? I, I no. wrote in my blog, I said I would see if you offered me Empire Strikes Back, if you offered me the Avengers probably, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Inception and Jaws, I would see those in IMAX. None so, of the other ones. I've I've seen almost of those in theaters already, not in IMAX. Oh yeah, you've seen, was, you've seen Jaws in theaters. The, the, wait, the, wait, most mm. most of mm. before you be mm. a dick about it. Uh, I was gonna most. say I wanna <laughs> the one actually, I Robbie see, Fox saw Jaws in theaters like three days ago and texted me about it. So very possible. What? Yes, the ones <laughs> I would want to see is Empire. Empire is the only one I haven't been able to see in a theater that I would love to see it. And Lord of the Rings, I watched all in theaters, but I would love to see in a re-release on IMAX because that would be yeah. a great experience. I think it's interesting. I, I I personally will not be doing that for those movies. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna roll the dice on that. There's got to be something. There's got to be a piece of cheese yeah. into <laughs> yes. the, the maze for me. Mordecai. It's be yeah. Be Zohan, yeah. Yep, the Croods. The last thing they see the got roll at the Croods. <laughs> Local man gets COVID-19 seeing Croods re-release. Which is funny because there's, the, there's a show on Netflix called Dawn of the Croods, which is an animated series based on the Croods. What? Yeah, and it's not it's not 3D animation. It's like a 2D flash. It's like the flash okay. animation style, whatever. RP flash, by the way. But you know, it's like the high end flash animation that all the TV shows do now because it's so cheap to do. Yeah, like nothing's hand drawn anymore. Yeah, but it's 2D, and of course, <laughs> you want a Miziaki or whatever fucking yeah. Crudes movie? <laughs> Studio Ghibli Crudes. Yeah, Studio Ghibli's doing the Crudes. <laughs> be amazing, actually. <laughs> oh no um the 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 father the father is now a giant hog to symbolize his industrialization and environmentalism (laughs) i it'd be it's very hard for me not to see the empire strikes back in theaters if it's in theaters again locally no granted it doesn't like new york theaters are gonna be open anytime soon sound like they're gonna be a little later so it may may not happen but i those tough to pass those up but I, I don't totally disagree with you. Some of those I wouldn't. I mean, I love Black Panther. I love Deadpool. Would never see those in theaters. Mm. The Greatest Showman. Don't. I mean, I don't. Have, we don't have time for that. No. Nope. So don't even have time for that one. Um, lastly, could, could you imagine being the person that has to like fucking sweep the theater for The Greatest Showman? <laughs> Ever seen that? I mean, like, there's two people I have to go through every row in this theater just to clean up the popcorn from one person <laughs> who wanted to come see this movie. Just <laughs> just watch it at home. Mess. I don't know. Uh, but I was going to say the Dawn of the Croods, 
there, there's a the guy who does the voice of the Nick Cage character is basically doing a Nick Cage impression. It's funny. Oh, I love that. That's funny because we were gonna we we're gonna talk about it obviously in a little bit, but in Batman, the guy who was Christopher Walken's son was doing a Christopher Walken impression. Oh my god, that was incredible. It's the one every time I I rewatch Batman Returns, I forget about that kid, and I'm I, it's a laugh every time. What was his name? Too Chaz. Chip. 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 That's it. Yeah. Chip, Chip Shrek. Yeah. Um, and lastly, before another piece, another ad read here. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy movie is rapidly moving forward, according to. A Zoom Q&A and screen rant with Jason Blum. So this is the this is the mobile game that became popular. It's not a Zoomer thing, right? It's like a young millennial thing. Yes. Became so. popular. One of our coworkers, Glenny Balls, did a live stream of him. He gets mm-hmm. scared easily. He did a live stream of him playing Five Nights at Freddy. At Freddy's. I thought it was Freddy's. Freddy's is a very good steak burger and uh, frozen custard location. Sit down chain. That's not what the movie or game is about, though. Five Nights at Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was the. Anytime I hear the name Freddy, I immediately yep. think Freddy Got Fingered. Freddy got I've fingered. I've never played it, but if you go into the App Store and you go to games and you go to top ten, that fucking game's been there for years. It's a phenomenon. It was yeah. one guy too. I think it was one guy did it. You ever play uh, Math Blasters? Man, that shit was good. Yeah, I love blasting some math. <laughs> All right, that's. <laughs> Ad read time after that. Um, Mac Weldon sponsoring the podcast today. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, as we always tell you, and simple shopping. I got some nice t-shirts as I'm as I'm cutting down, trying to lose some inches. Now they're nice shirts. Don't make me look fucking stupid anymore. I like I like when you lose some weight and you can tuck your t-shirts into your underwear again. Uh, hell, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> um, they have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally anti-microbial. Uh, microbial. Microbial. I almost microbial. said antimicrobacterial. So I went down the road on that, and it's antimicrobial. Yeah, microbial. They eliminate odor, odor. You don't smell like ass. That's good. That's very good. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, that, it's got silver, right? You said silver. Yeah, silver is the key. I, I, I've I've been reading up. I saw this. What's in the deodorant stuff it makes the stink go away. Everything yeah. should just be silver, um, and it helps you not smell bad. So you can wear it at home, gym. They're very very versatile. Underwear, socks, shirts, all look good, and they perform well too. Uh, going out, you can go to the park, hang out with friends, do something. Do you ever do you ever go on the log ride at Disney, and then you get your underwear wet? You got wet underwear Some the rest of the day. Mountain. Splash Mountain, yeah. yeah. You wet underwear? No, you just don't sit in the front seat. Yeah, but sometimes you get your underwear wet, and there's nothing worse. But I bet with this socks. underwear, it dries really quickly. Oh, yeah. I think socks are worse. Socks wet are worse wet socks are the game, well, it's the game over with wet socks. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're done okay, for the day. Done. You got to go home. You Even like if home. you wear the very thin, like uh, low ankle socks, if those are wet, done. It doesn't matter how thin or small they are, done so. Uh, Mac Weldon, uh, really, they, they value their loyal customers, too, like myself, they, they created Weldon Blue, a loyalty program. You create an account totally free. Level one, you place an order for any amount. You never pay for shipping again. That's great. But once you purchase $200 of the products from Mac Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you also start saving 20% on every order. Mac level calls two, you. Yeah, level two. He goes, he goes, Jeff, this is Mac, Mac Weldon. He's Thanks. HBO Mac. Thanks for buying $200 worth of product on my website. Uh, <laughs> also grants you, you access. 
to new products before they are released to anyone else. Also, great uh, card holder. I use their card holder. Great overnight bags. Their accessories are actually, I think, some of the best things they have. Um, so, yeah, we really enjoy them. Uh, again, become a loyalty member. Uh, for your twenty for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Com, not con, com, and a promo code lights. MacWeldon.com, promo code lights. That's a Jeff? big trust me there. They make great stuff. How you doing, Jeff? This is Mac Weldon. Look, I'm a big fan of you, just like you're a big fan of our products. Hey, why don't you come down to the plant? I want to show you something. That's the voicemail Jeff got. What was at the plant, Jeff? Socks. <laughs> Damn, dude, you could be a little more creative with because you i closed the ad read and you opened it back up so now That's i have fine. to have my guard up hey, the guard me, had to be up on that i got well, i'm trying to get it gravelly again hey it's me mac weldon uh got any gum <laughs> it's, it sounds <laughs> like you're gonna offer me a pack of smokes um uh jessica chastain has a new movie coming out called ava ava um Ava is a deadly assassin who works for a black ops organization traveling the globe, specializing in high-profile hits. When a job goes dangerously wrong, she is forced to fight for her own survival, as as generic as it gets. Comes out September 25th, 2020. Uh, Stars Colin Farrell, Gina Davis, Common, John Malkovich. Oh, 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 look who's in it. You know, I didn't realize who's in the movie. Toby Jones? No. Margo Martindale. No. um, How do you say his fucking name? Let Let me listen to the Wikipedia pronunciation. Do you know what they uh, call you oh, Gruffid or are you on Gruffid? The guy Ewan from Gruffid from Fantastic Four or Welsh friend <laughs> Ian Gruffid. Trill, do you a, know what they call the guy who welds this the cock and balls onto statues? Zach Weldon. Zach Weldon. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. All right, we're out of we're out of the ad read, so I'm allowing that to happen. So am I? Uh, am I to understand that Jessica Chastain's Ava character doesn't? She doesn't do like medium and small hit jobs, right? So she only does the top jobs. Yeah, she's just the, the big mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. Okay, so you think they call their agency and it's like, look, I need to disappear, carpet salesman. And they're like, you got the wrong. You, you're, calling <laughs> Ava, you're calling Ava. Ava doesn't do that. Ava did that 20 years ago. Ava moved up. Okay. That's still there. That's rude. What? Is that you a gotta bad start call? somewhere. You, you start worrying when they turn you down. You're like, well, fuck. Now they may rat me out. They're not going to oh. take my job. So this is Ava's office. You want Steve's office. Steve does. Mm. Steve does those guys. Small hits. Yeah, he takes care of the small fish. He disgusting human. It's somehow like an assassin's more palatable when it's like the big fish. It's mm-hmm. like in the Hitman games, right? Like the Hitman. Dude. Game, the Hitman games are never like. Your job is to take out your your wife's boyfriend. It's always Dude, like the pharmaceutical evil CEO or some shit. I got fucking Hitman 2. Um, or Hitman 3, sorry. And it sucks ass. It's so bad. It is it's terrible. Weird. It's one of the worst games I think I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm so frustrated by it, dude. It's terrible. You got to watch the walkthroughs. And I watched them. the walkthroughs, man. <laughs> I did all of them. I finished the entire game in literally half an hour. It's incredible how bad it is. No, man. It's funny. You silent assassin suit only. Oof, nothing I, better. Just start, I gave up and started playing Tomb Raider instead. Much more um, fun. I want to bring back an old term here. I'm not buttering on this bad boy. I thought the trailer oh, wasn't yeah. all that good. I thought they gave away a lot, which has been a comment from a lot of people. I didn't think it was very good. It looks generic, doesn't it? She'll be great. 
she's good in everything she's in. Yeah, but as a movie, like th- th- that role is plug and play. Like yes. I don't know, like Molly's Game, right? Felt like made for Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to imagine somebody else doing Molly in Molly's Game other than Jessica Chastain. With Ava, it's just one of the sass. It's like Lucy. It's just first name badass assassin. Movie. Salt. Salt. Uh, Is that her Chuck. name, Salt? I don't Chuck. remember. Chuck, TV yeah. show, Chuck. Hung. Be a computer salesman. His yeah. name is Frank Hung. Chuck, Zachary Levi. <laughs> Hung. Who's the, who's the lady in Hung who played his pimp? Oh, fuck. I only watched one episode of it because I was too young to be watching it. Uh, I feel like I, I've, I've never seen her in anything since. I, I really thought that that show was going to have a lot more sex in it. Anyway, or and oh, so we're gonna end on that comment. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and roll right into the Muppets. Uh, the Muppets now. It's a new unscripted Muppet series coming to Disney Plus. Ava, I need you to kill Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> cucked me. Need you to kill Superman. Cucked me good. You're with Jessica Chastain from uh, Ava. <laughs> Here you shot. only do the top jobs. Um, <laughs> Uh, what do we think about the unscripted Muppets? Here's my thing. I, I love the Muppets. If you, everyone knows this. If you haven't watched the old Muppet movies, on Dis- they're, they're on Disney+. Plus. They're really good. Give me the scripted Muppets. Probably, I mean, maybe so you it's good. See, this is what you want to see with the Muppets, right? You want snappy dialogue. Yeah, snappy, witty dialogue. That's, typically, it's a little... There's, it's, yes, it's, it's family humor a lot in it, but there's some highbrow humor in it. There's some, like, they sneak some adult humor. It's always enjoyable for me i don't i don't need the fucking hermit do you want this cream pie <laughs> <laughs> gunshot <laughs> oh, cream, cream pie. let me let me slice it up what <laughs> i mean you're, you're just you're just doing uh the happy time murders what no, a fucking it's, like a pie, it's like a pie it's like a pie <laughs> oh yeah, ah, yeah but only, only adults get the joke right kids not gonna look at <laughs> What are you guys thinking? There was, I mean, there was a weed joke in the first ninety seconds of the last Muppet movie, or two ones ago with Jason uh, Siegel and um, Amy Adams. Yeah, this guy just high as shit, smoking weed. I don't know. That sucks. Whatever. But how about Apple TV? They're coming out. Apple. So Apple had a big thing the other day. We haven't talked about it, and we're not going to because it was fucking nothing. Uh, You can now FaceTime someone, drop out of the FaceTime. And they can still see you while you use your phone. That's dangerous. Announcing, now announcing stickers for the Notes app. <laughs> it's gonna be that's gonna be dangerous as shit. Someone's taking their fucking Zoom meeting or whatever. They're FaceTime with their friends out to take a dump. It's a hundred percent gonna happen many, many times. I saw. I did see this though. I saw um, when when they they had their fucking corny ass employees there who make a billion dollars. He he's like he's like I can't wait to show you guys what we have. And the second thing on the list behind him was an emoji. I knew we were in for a disappointing presentation. Like, oh no. Uh, that's the second best thing we're going to see. This is going to be a shit one. Um yeah, that's <laughs> our new an emoji is California raisin. That's right. <laughs> we got the raisins, folks. It's, you remember it's, them. It's, it's the stick from the Apple Jacks commercials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually new, love that as an animoji. It's, it's the honeycomb monster. <laughs> they have a new science fiction show coming to Apple TV Plus Foundation based off the book series from the 50s. Um, Foundation chronicles the thousand year saga of the Foundation, a band of exiles who discover that the only way to save the Galactic Empire from destruction is to defy it 
Jared Harris is in it. Lee Pace is in it. Uh, lovely Pace. So tall. Trailer was, I mean, it's a it's a cool trailer. It looks super super high budget. Yeah. Um, I I just I just don't know if it'll be worth literally anything anything. It's worth a shot. I mean, if this is good, that I'll might try it. Good sci-fi might get me to sign up for Apple for for a, a month to watch it. <laughs> oh fuck! Around. I need to cancel my Quibi subscription at some point. Oh, I already done that, dude. That's that's rookie <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I deleted I deleted it. the app, so I may be on that one forever. Fuck man! Yeah, you on your subscriptions? Just go to your like settings subscriptions. You can see all the subscriptions you have. Can you really? Like, oh. Yeah. So Jeff's gonna be scrolling, and it's like. Uh, What's this, Suki Chan, personal assistant? <laughs> cooking Mama. It's R rated Cooking Mama, though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just paying for like Guy, Guy Fieri's crossword extravaganza. <laughs> Just Guy downloaded Fieri it before, a, before cro- a flight. Cro- Every crossword item is a food item. <laughs> it's one of his food items, though. Yeah. Have you ever downloaded a game off an Instagram ad? <laughs> No, like, this this goes well with pasta sauce, and the answer <laughs> is pasta. <laughs> Instagram ads for games are the most misleading advertising I've ever seen in my life. Oh, they're the horrible. Game, they the game will be not have nothing. The ad yeah. will have nothing to do with the game. Well, the, like the ones that use like the Family Guy style characters, right? Yeah. Where you yes. gotta pull the pull the pins, and I'm like, I yes, want to pull. Yes, the pull the pin one. The pull the pin one. I would have pulled a pin. That was, I could do that game. Have you ever, have you ever taken a screenshot? Because you're like, wait a second, I don't think this is possible. Some of them are impossible. There's just no way that you can pull that fucking pin and get that guy to safety. <laughs> that fucking on the boat. That, that's never the game. The game is so the, different. It's not. We just want to play that one game. I fucking the last ten yeah. times I've used yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be like. I get. It'll be like the, the simp needs to get to the girlfriend but can't die from the snake in the spike pit. You're like, I want to play the simp game, and then you open it up, and it's. It's like a brick breaker type game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the biggest it's the biggest it's, lie. It just asks, it asks for all your credentials. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your happy, social security. Happy Co Industries play. wants your password. <laughs> um, and lastly, Mel Gibson's role recast for Chicken Run Two. Mm, yeah, he's he's uh, you know, he, he can be a tough sell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what and lightly, yeah. <laughs> Chicken Run is happening though on Netflix. Sure, man. Yeah, why not? I have no problem with that. I don't. I like guys. Chicken Run. I like that 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 quirky British yep. style of claymation okay. animation. But fuck Wallace and Gromit. Well, or <laughs> Wall, Wallace and Gromit. Fuck those guys. They suck. I think one's a guy and then one's a dog, right? Yeah, one's that Gromit has to be the dog. I'm it's the same studio. I know because the, the animation is the same. But I liked Chicken Run growing up. But I just was freaked the fuck out by Wallace and Gromit. What if they're just different studios, but that's the only way Brits can animate things? <laughs> they don't know how to do it anyway. Just else. how they see themselves. <laughs> just just having mouths that overextend past their cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently fall, uh, found this um, sleep recording app. And you can like sort other like people can submit their own sleep recordings. And if you sort it by English, it's just guys farting and waking their wives up. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like what? A, it's, what? wait, this sounds like a database for something. 
Yeah, well, There's you know, it's only ones that up, fucked up. It's happening with this. It's it's only ones that you submit. It's not ones like you have to submit your own things. Like it's not. It yeah, but it sounds like the they're they're trying to like crowdsource people's voices to be used in like, artificial voice well, simulations. It's mostly farts, but also that. Uh, <laughs> the fart app. What wasn't there like uh, the, no? It's, it's it? sleep recorder. Letter Letterkenny episode of like fart book. It's 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 a sleep recorder app, but it just it's recording British guys farting. One guy farting like his life like screams awake. Like that that's the only oh content. My. Oh, <laughs> that's dear. literally it though. It's like a fart, and then the guy just goes radio. It's so funny. It's it's hilarious. Um, let's move on. Eric Andre, Kendrick and I had a chance to talk to me as a comedy special on Netflix. By the so time funny. you hear this, it's out already. Uh, talk to Eric Andre. Yeah, here's the part where we did did the talking to him. <laughs> we have Eric Andre on. How are you? Good. How are you? Eh, we're, we're we're okay. We're, we're okay. alive. I mean, I'm I'm still. Are you there. guys are you guys brothers? No, we get that a lot. We're two stock image white dudes with beards, so we do get it quite a bit. You own a plaid shirt. <laughs> yes. Uh, not even more say. than one. Have you, have you ever drank in? An, have you, do you drink IPAs? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I actually no don't IPAs. Do okay, all right, well, I, I do. I do. Ah, I got it. <laughs> got him. Um, you got me. <laughs> Let, let's start off with this. Is, so this is airing on, I want to say, the 25th, so your comedy special when people are here. 23rd! 23rd! This is airing two days after your comedy special. Oh, it's shit. out already. It's 25th. out already. Yeah, okay. 23rd. Comedy special is on Netflix. Eric Andre, Legalize Everything. Can I read the, the synopsis of, of your comedy yes. special? Okay. Comedian Eric Andre presents his very first Netflix original stand-up special, which that seemed kind of insane to me that is it's your first netflix special but anyway it took me a while to get around to it taking the stage in new orleans andre tackles flawed fast food icons the wonders of autofill the bizarre choice for the cops theme song which is when did i want to start with that when did you tape this i taped it in october and i wrote that joke when i was like 22 years old like i wrote that joke like 15 (laughs) years ago could the timing be any more insane on that that is like pennies from heaven i mean (laughs) like it's a 22 year old view it's like you know i'm gonna save this joke until six months before they cancel it but i won't know it's like a fine line according to plan yeah (laughs) so there and i've I've read some because you've done a couple interviews about the special last couple like i guess weeks or so was there any like when this is all going down like like what is your mindset because obviously still like you you're tackling this in the comedic side of things and you're tackling it very head on but like when this is all going down you're like wow the thing that i'm about to release is is fairly always relevant but even more so now yeah, it's kind of crazy pure luck that's just pure blind luck what can there's, i say there there's there's really nothing nothing you can you can plan for that wwjd assalamualaikum <laughs> other things you tackle though as well again out it's out now if you're listening to this interview it is very much out now it's fast food icons you're, you're talking to the number one fast food discussion podcast that's actually really a movie podcast in the world it's a niche um, market it's very very niche market what are yeah. you talking about <laughs> <laughs> nobody talks more about fast food than than this podcast so oh, for those delicious. out there what do you tackle with fast food for those listening who haven't watched yet what do you tackle with fast food in this comedy oh, i had a joke about how kentucky fried chicken has um oh i'm oh, sorry the lawyer says i have to say it's rumored that <laughs> yep. kentucky fried chicken has factory farms that have these like genetically modified mutant chickens with like abnormally large chicken breast meat. And I have a joke where I'm like, I'm like you guys, when I heard that fucked up information, I'm like, damn, 
we got to go down to those factory farms and titty fuck those chickens, <laughs> y'all. Mm, those t- chickens sound thick as shit. <laughs> is it, isn't uh, the Colonel from like Michigan or something? I remember I read the that. First KFC is uh, was in Salt Lake City, Utah. What the fuck, man? And he wasn't a real Colonel. Yeah, that's, that's a double. A, that's that's fucked. I don't like that. But uh, Long John Silver was a real pirate. Is oh. there any uh, any fast food chain that you would not go after because you're like I don't want to be banned from this place ever? It's just not worth my no, risk. I don't care. I mean, like when I eat fast food now, it like it's like a hangover. It takes me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Takes my body like 36 hours to recover from a cheesy gordita crunch. That was me. I, I a couple summers ago, I had I had McDonald's as like a hangover food, and then I went on the subway, and I I was on the subway platform, and I actually dropped to a knee for a second. I was like, this is this is the worst decision <laughs> of my life. What do you want people? Your I mean, again, crazy me. It's your first Netflix special. What do you want people to kind of take away from from this special? Besides a good laugh. Yeah, just laugh. Just fucking laugh. We're going through a lot. This is a traumatic year. Let's just laugh. Is that like, does that for you, because we've talked to a lot of people who aren't, I would say, comedians, who aren't comedic actors. Is that like, do you feel like a sense now? It's like, you know what? Like, pretty good time to be funny. Give to be like, give some people things to kind of get off their mind a little bit. Because like you do, I mean, you know, not to gas you up, but you have a gift. You're very funny per. You made us laugh 10 seconds into the interview. But is that, is that kind of make you be like, I want to be on right now. Like when I have the chance to be funny, make people smile. Wait, can we pause for a second? You just panned down uh, in your camera right now and you're wearing a tie-dye Sailor Moon t-shirt. Is oh. that Oh, I love this so much. I'm wearing my tie-dye MTV shirt, but yours is so much better. That's unbelievable. (laughs) I think it's always a good time to be a comedian. I think that there's uh, life, existence is punishment, and life is just uh, one torture after the next. So it's not like this. You could say that this year is more torturous, but like really, it's just a nightmare from the womb to the tomb. Oh wow, that's a great saying. Just... I think that's a Nas lyric or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wow. If it's not immediate patent on that, that's uh, it's pretty good. Life, <laughs> life's a bitch and then you die. Very much a Nas <laughs> lyric, but I don't remember from the womb to the tomb. You also, I, I need an update on on bad trip as well because I know that was a project. I do too, man. I you don't even know because that was a South by Southwest project, right? That was going to debut at South by in Austin. We're going to premiere at South by. We're going to have a theatrical release. Coronavirus uh, ended the movie industry, but Netflix loved it. So they bought it and it's going to be out on Netflix, but I, I, I don't know a date yet. I don't have a date. Uh, bug, bug Netflix until they give you a date. Maybe they'll tell you. Maybe there's like a laugh per capita thing they need to see from your special. They're like, we got to see a certain oh, amount oh, of shit. laugh. I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope that the... <laughs> it's already a burden enough to put out a special. Ooh. What can you, while we're talking about future projects, what can you tell us about Disenchantment Season 2? Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk, talk about that. Isn't that out? I don't know. They have Part 2 out, but they said that Season 2 is supposed to draw oh. some point between 2020 and 2022. You know more than me, honestly. I don't, I, I'm coming to you for that information. Because I... I love Disenchantment because I'm a huge, huge drama guy. So, like, for me, it's, like, very much just almost a continuation for me. It's, like, oh, it's, like, the same stuff, all these familiar faces plus new voices. And the second I didn't know anything really going into it, I heard your voice. I'm, like, holy shit, Eric Andre's in this? This is fucking great. And your character is hysterical. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We do. We do, obviously, though, have to also talk about – I think we're – so we're we're considered – to be the biggest Disney shills around. That's just, I mean, true or not, that's what we get labeled as. So we're required to talk to you very briefly about a movie that came out last year that you were involved in. Your Disney shills? That's yeah, what they are. People say, I, I look, as someone like yourself who, who was in a Disney movie, 
and I imagine got the paycheck from Disney. I would love to have my pockets lined by Bob Iger and the Disney Corporation, Dude, but Disney pays fucking horrible. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not. Well, at all. I'm flattered that you think I made a lot of. You might you might be confusing me with Beyonce, but <laughs> I did not get paid jack shit for like you and Beyonce free Domino's pizza coupons. You and Beyonce had like the same amount of lines in in, in Lion King. You would have thought you get paid per the line. Yes, but we do not have the same. Um, <laughs> was that was that kind of up there? Or like with the things you've done, you've done so many like varying. That had to be up there in kind of a different realm of projects you've been involved in, right? Like I know it's not like you're not actually on the set in the jungle, but like still the scope of what you were doing. Well, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm a huge John Favreau fan. He's very sweet to me, and uh, it was fun working with. Um, Keegan-Michael Key and just being at the premiere. It was nice bringing my family to that premiere because, like, they don't really understand the Eric Andre show, so that's, like, <laughs> something that they can, like, understand. Like, oh, I guess I guess, my dad's like, I guess my son is actually doing something productive because he's at the big red carpet thing with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. That's That was it. You're like, finally. <laughs> finally believe me. I'm on, I'm on yeah, show. Finally believe I have a job, yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I actually have a question about about so we we recently talked about what were we just saying we just had an oh we just had an episode we talked about like creative freedom we were talking about Spike Lee just had a movie to Five Bloods and clearly Netflix told Spike Lee like you know like we're not they, this allowed to make whatever he wants to make I feel like Adult Swim with not to compare like the scope of that but like Adult Swim Eric Andre show like I'm a big like Tim and Eric awesome show guy like that's like one of my favorite things ever love the Eric Andre show. Does Adult Swim give a different freedom and like just a, a creative mindset because of what it is and like where it airs and how it lives? Yeah, they let they let me do whatever I want. They're like so hands off and nurturing, and if they have something, they, they they don't bite their tongue. If they have something to say, they'll say like you know. But uh, they've been an amazing, amazing nourishing company to work with was there any one guest you with that show where you're like i really wish i could have gotten this one guest but like you couldn't just like a white whale for eric andre's show bill cosby <laughs> oh no could you imagine and, and i wouldn't have pulled hannibal either i would have just brought him <laughs> <laughs> my next guest bill cosby what would his reaction have been his tell-all being on the eric andre show would have been incredible stuff who would have known too when you make that show that that show is like one of the most gift shows out there between just like you and just some of the various things you do Hannibal on just what what's the what's the what's the Hannibal line that's always memed haha this sucks man oh yeah yeah everywhere it's like the most 2020 <laughs> meme possible it's gifable it's a gifable show <laughs> we live to be gift uh, and it's still like almost yeah. relevant people bring uh, now they're tweeting nonstop the clip of um you and him as the cop when you guys like, or not you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cops start making out, they could that one, the one of you yeah. crushing the cop car. That one's going everywhere now because of everything going on. It's I'm just, clairvoyant. I knew that all this, all this stuff was going to be happening politically <laughs> at this moment. And yes. I, that I looked deep into my crystal ball and no, that's blind luck. I, I don't know. I think that you keep saying blind, but now you're going to have like important people like, all right, you have been predicting events unlike any other. So. <laughs> I'm like uh, Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the next Simpsons. You're working with Groening anyway. It made all fits. Yeah, totally. How did you guys uh, foresee this event? Well, we had all the seasons of the Eric Andre show. And it just, well, pizza balls just, are next. <laughs> just prepared us the most. 
<laughs> just add us the most. All right, let's let's we're gonna keep going down the list here. We just we just talked about this movie as well. We were talking about this movie, I think, and I would imagine uh, maybe you'll agree. Pop star. We were talking about pop star yesterday. Oh, okay. Pop star. Which is we I'm called it. My mov- I'm taking my movie career one line at a time. <laughs> we are. This is this is what we do. We love going down the line of dialogue. The, at the, time. the issue is if you come back for a second time, the questions they become very bizarre. That's we we yes. open it up to our audience, and it's like. What are your What's your favorite chain restaurant breadsticks? So, what they uh, ask Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> yes, that's what we awesome. asked Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg, Academy Award nominated, he heard us ask. We asked him, "What's your favorite breadstick from a chain restaurant?" That's yeah. How is he? Is he? He's. I, I look at him. I'm like, he's either the nicest guy in the world, or like, he's like Ariel Castro. Like he has like kids like handcuffed to in, in his basement. Or yeah, we. So, I, can't verify or unverify that fact, but he wasn't <laughs> nice to us. How how like in the know are you with like things going on with like the comic book movies, like the Justice League, and, like the Snyder Cut? Are you do you know any of that stuff? No, of what a comic book stuff, like comic movies, like the the Zack the just, know, Zack Snyder Justice League. I know little to nothing. I know of like Zippy the Pinhead comic. He, he was in he was in the back half of that movie. You know more about that movie than he does. That was the most fascinating thing about Jesse Eisenberg. We he doesn't like, watch his movies. What about this? Like, I don't watch him. I don't know. Yeah, he's he like, watch I, him. not he a smug watch, way. He doesn't watch any of his movies. He said he's like, yeah, I didn't watch I think, you know, Social uh, Network any I think, of it. Um, Harrison Ford's like that. Uh, yeah, he's busy flying. He's too, Maybe that's why he no hates Star Wars. He's never seen Star Wars. He just hates he's it. Never he's never seen, seen it. Indiana Jones, Apocalypse Now, or Star Wars. It's insane. never seen it. It's insane. <laughs> Is there anything actually? Have you, have you ever finished a project and you're like, I'm not watching that? Basically, yeah. Almost every project besides the Andre show. You know, I'm like, I'm like Two Broke Girls, uh, 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 Hot in Cleveland, I did an episode of. Like, all those paycheck gigs in the beginning, they're um, like selling. Yes. Well, All the multi-cam, like wacky next door neighbor shit I had to do. Like, honey, I'm home. <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. I'm assuming you had a heavier hand editing the Andre show than Two Broke Girls. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. You showed up. You showed up to a, Two Broke Girls CBS, the CBS studio. You're like, can I? Uh... Gotta get edit some Can I stuff edit? Sorry, uh, I'm too busy to do this thing. I'm in post for Two Broke Girls. You know, we've got a lot of editing to do. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Popstar. Do you think Popstar was, was a few years ahead of its time? Not that I'm, I mean, like, just in terms of, like, I feel like people slowly have been like, wait, Popstar was a really funny fucking movie. Yeah, it's really funny. It didn't do that, do that well. It didn't do that well, but uh, I don't know why. I think, like, or maybe they should have put it right after Dick in a Box and all, like, the buzz from, like, <laughs> Eight, nine. It felt like like more like off their SNL days than than later. I don't know. I don't know. The movie is super funny. I I should I should I should retract my statement. There are some things I've done that I really like. I love uh, Man Seeking Woman. I love Pop Star. There's some stuff I the the drinks getting bigger on the TMZ (laughs) Will Arnett was just that's that's a timeless bit. (laughs) I look like that guy from TMZ. Like that's like appropriate. Yeah, and you you like a lot like that. And you like cry laughing at something that's so just not worth cry laughing over. (laughs) The most forced laughter that they always would do in those TMZ cuts. It was really. I I haven't seen this. It was in so I was since I was at the premiere. I should uh, go back and watch it. Oh, it holds up so well. It does. It, it, it does. It, it holds up really well. We um. All right. Now I got to do a little hypothetical with you before we let you go. Okay. Any movie you want to make, any comedy, pick any director, any actor, any act, anything you want. What would you do if if you like like, like a remake? 
No, any, no I mean, anything. It could be. They just dump a pile of money and they're like, you got to make a movie. You can pick hard R, Hard R remake of Cool Runnings. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hard R. Who like, do you. Full of X. <laughs> <laughs> who do you. Who, who, full penetration in this movie. Full penetration. Who do you cast in the movie? Do you you got to cast Hannibal, I feel like, in that movie. Hannibal's in there. Yeah. Who right. takes the John Candy role? Um. Paul Walter Hauser's first of attorney, mine. Attorney General William Barr. <laughs> oh, even better. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, yeah, we're going to – we'll yes, tag first. him in the tweet with this video. Be like, hey, Barr, Eric Andre wants you in Cool Runnings. Barr, you're in. Cool Barr's cl- classic Twitter user, Anthony Barr. Barr. William Barr. Oh, another hypothetical. If you could fly in a plane with Harrison Ford right now, would you? Hell yeah. <laughs> Despite him crashing planes like 10 times. Oh, hell. I mean, he, he's always alive at the end, though. He know? does always survive. He's been in like 10 plane crashes. How is he still alive? Exactly, dude. He doesn't give up. At what point do we stop believing that he's accidentally flying over commercial planes in Orange County Airport? <laughs> like, I mean, at what point is he just like, fuck it? Just, ah, God, what a maniac. Southwest 270. I don't care to fly right over it. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's circle back. Let's end. One bad trip. Look for it, but you don't know where it's going to be. Or you know it's on Netflix. But you oh, don't no. know when. When, yes. Yeah, so when we're when. Finding out. We will let you know as soon as we know. We'll let you, and then your, your comedy special. One more time. What you said laughs. I'll ask you again for people who haven't watched it. Besides laughs, what are some other things you tackled that maybe the Netflix uh, synopsis wasn't all that great? Oh, I talked about, well, you know, I think the synopsis now the drugs, sex, life, death, existence, uh, the pilgrims, smoking weed with my mom. That's a pretty good one. Wait, yeah. she did, you didn't get the Eric Andre show even when, did you guys, would you guys watch it together high? No, my mom, my mom out of, uh, between my mom, my sister, my dad, I think my mom gets it the most and enjoys it. So you don't talk about sex with Anthony Barr at any point during this? <laughs> okay. William Barr. William Barr. William Barr. Sorry, William Barr. Anthony, Barr. Anthony Barr's the and NFL Matt, player. And it's Matt Groening, yeah. not Matt Groening. Oh, wow. Grating. It's a German, I think, pronunciation. When were you saving? Were you saving that for the last word? Or that... on, yeah. <laughs> You've been seething on that? On that mispronunciation? Seething, yeah. I've been seething. <laughs> we're, we're the worst pronunciation podcast also. No, I mean, ever. like, he's gotten groaning his entire life. So he's been thinking <laughs> Graining, that? William Barr. William Barr, Matt Graining. Eric Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> um, Erica Andrews, thanks for <laughs> We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Again, great tie-dye shirt. 23rd. If you're listening to this now, it's already on Netflix. Go click play on it. Your first Netflix special, which is insane. And Eric Andrews shows so many other fucking things. We appreciate it, man. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you. It. Yeah. Thank you so much. Eric Andre, thank you, sir. King. Thanks for... Thanks for uh, thanks for talking to us. Excited to listen to a special. Have listened to it yet? Sorry to Anthony Barr for continuously confusing you with Attorney General William Barr. Yes, my bad. NFL player Anthony Barr. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, Batman Returns. We talked about Batman ninety eight or eighty nine the other day. We're going to talk about the sequel. This one came out in nineteen ninety two. Came out a couple years after. Obviously, stars some big names. Uh, Michael Go. Christopher Walken, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito, all added to the cast. And one of our favorites, Michael Keaton returns as Batman. The monstrous penguin who lives in the sewers beneath Gotham joins up in wicked, shock-headed, wicked, shock-headed businessman Max Shrek, played by Christopher Walken, to topple the Batman 
once and for all. But when Shrek's timid assistant, Selena Kyle, finds out and Shrek tries to kill her, she is transformed into the sexy Catwoman. She teams up with the Penguin and Shrek to try to destroy Batman, but Sparks fly unexpectedly when she confronts the caped Crusader. Uh, Historically, the reviews, uh, more than positive, 79% critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% from the audience. Uh, Again, fairly positive. I, I feel as though over the years the sentiment has gone up on this movie. Um, I think more people talk about this being the better of the two, whether the three of us think that we'll see. Um, I, I think the biggest thing to say off the top is this. It's much more Tim Burton than the previous movie, much more Tim Burton than Batman 89. I think Trill, this one, I think you probably remember seeing in theaters more than the first one. What were your thoughts initially? And now almost 30 years later, what do you think? My my thoughts, like like Batman eighty nine. What I remember from this was a lot of marketing buzz. I remember McDonald's cups that I wanted to collect. <laughs> I remember there being like posters and toys and everything like that. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you like you like sequels because for some reason sequels always seem to bring the stuff kids like, which is just more shit. I, like I, I feel like when you're a kid, you just want stuff to be dense. And this movie was denser than Batman '89 in the sense that there there was more shit going on. Um, and there's actually a lot, a lot of it got it got a lot Burton got more Burtony in this one, like very, very Burtony. Um, and I remember being fine with it, and I I think I enjoyed it as a kid because it did have like a little more fighting. Like Batman mixed it up a little mm-hmm. bit with the clowns on the street. Batman had a fight with Catwoman. Like Burton got the notes at the studio and was like, hey, make Batman do something more than just wave his cape at somebody and drop down in slow motion. Um, but when I watched it, and I've seen it since, and I still enjoy it, I, I, I give it a 65. I, 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 don't, I don't think I like it as much as Batman 89 now just because I, I think there's just a lot of bullshit in this movie. And there's one scene in, sp- in particular that I just hate is the, the, when Catwoman and the Penguin meet up on the bed was just mm-hmm. very cringe inducing like the, the awful awful dialogue and i know it's supposed to be awful because i think this one tries to this one tries to go camp this one is mm-hmm. maybe a little naughtier towards the 66 or whatever year it was series um because i think burton had a little more capital to work with this time for doing a good job with 89 so i think i kind of felt like they're trying to go for it but at the same time it's like catwoman she 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 still would be repulsed by this penguin character. It's disgusting <laughs> to look at. There's no way she's letting him near her. Um, it was just a very weird scene that they tried to sexualize. And, and, you know, maybe for camp it worked, but it just, it's it creeped me out as an adult. Anyway. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, 65 is okay. It just had, had so much going on. And I, I think it was, um, I still think there was things in there that like Burton obviously like identified with like the creepiness surrounding the Oswald Cobblepot backstory and like what he was able to do with the scenery and the, you know, the character design of his parents um, versus like him just still not really caring that much about Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I just don't give a shit about this character. And uh, I'm glad he got to make that movie, but you know, it's, it's like it, at some point, it's like it's not like a Batman movie. It's like a it's like a Gotham City movie with like Batman in it a little bit, but it was still enjoyable. Mm. 
I think that was my main complaint with it, more or less, too. I gave it a 67. A little bit higher than you, but I think I looked back on it thinking it was better than it was because I remember enjoying it more than Batman 1989, but I don't in retrospect. And I think on this rewatch, I a lot of things made me like Utro maybe cringe. I, a lot of this dialogue, and a lot of it does have to do with, I think I agree with you 100% that they played more into the camp angle and were trying to like really lean into it. But at the same time, I think the dialogue was just straight up bad. Like it wasn't, I don't think, self-aware really at any point. And it was a much more unenjoyable rewatch than I assumed it was going to be. And that was a kind of a bummer. And I agree with you also that there's not enough Batman in this movie. Not nearly enough Batman. He was like a side character in this movie, which is crazy considering it was fucking, it's Batman, dude. Like, I don't want to see the fucking Mr. Shrek's son, Chip, like, gallivanting around Gotham City. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about this clown gang. I want to see the Batman. I want to see his cool-ass house. I want to see his cool fucking gadgets and cars and all this shit. And I want to see that. And Michelle Pfeiffer, God bless her soul, she really poured her fucking soul into this performance. But it was just, I don't know, man. It made me cringe a lot throughout this movie. But same time, that was what they were going for. Then they succeeded. Michelle Pfeiffer... I like I thought she was fine I thought she did what was asked for her I just thought her lines were um so you know both both her and DeVito hammed it up like they Mm -hmm. really went over the top with this role but they were just shit like the the whole the the dumbest thing I can think of is like mistletoe is poisonous when you eat it and then the whole kiss thing. I even forget it now. It just it doesn't make any sense. Nobody would ever. What do you, Jonathan, Jonathan Lipnicki's character from Jerry Maguire, just rattling off random facts about uh, mistletoe, Bruce Wayne? But then she just says like kisses is deadly off the lips. They it, it, it just they it like tried to be like noir whatever is trying to go for but it just, it just felt weird you, you know what line i like the most was when she's like mr what mr batman i'm a hungry and he's like eat floor high fiber that that line it made me laugh but it wasn't out of like it wasn't a, a laugh with them it was a laugh at them like this is bad i'm gonna say i'm a little higher than you see my score quick sorry i'm i'm a 77 i i think it still holds up though i will say I, I haven't ever rated this movie, and I thought about going in. I was probably going to be like, I bet I'll land in the, in the mid-'80s again. And they like it. I, I, I like the Batman better. In I like Michael Keaton's – everything about Michael Keaton in this movie better than the previous one, especially – I didn't think this was a great iteration of Bruce Wayne. But I, the, it's, it's the Burton-y things. I just, I, some of the Burton-y stuff just kills me. It just – it makes me com- – takes me completely out of the movie. But go ahead, Troy. What were you going to say? Well, okay, so your point, like – the Bruce Wayne felt more Bruce Wayne-y in this movie just by virtue of having the meeting with Shrek. Right. right? Like, cause, because now, you know, Bruce Wayne's a big businessman. He'd be meeting with this other big businessman and he's calling him out and it's bullshit. Like, I enjoyed that part of it. I thought that, like, that part of Bruce Wayne was really fleshed out. Um, but, like, where, I guess in my mind, like, when I like, when I like Bruce Wayne, I like to see him more tortured than horny. And <laughs> he's not tortured in this movie. He's just straight up horny. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Bruce Wayne can't be a little bit horny because Christian Bale's character was a little bit horny. And, you know, definitely, uh, you know, his, his love for a companion drove the plot of the movies for the most part. But it wasn't like it wasn't like both movies where the first one was just like was a relationship with Vicki Vale. And then this one, he was like instantly smitten with Selena Kyle. 
Um, but that, I mean, it just still felt very true to the early nineties cause it, you know, was schlocky and that kind of, that that's what played. Um, the, yeah, but the, the, it was, it was uh, the, the best example of how burdeny it became is, is how burdeny the opening was. You think back to the opening of Batman 89, you think back to the cool theme song, which we got like a little bit in this one, but this one is like, a bassinet with a baby deformed penguin floating down a river. And then this is after like the weird whimsical music box music montage with like creepy character, like origin story thing we got. Like he he definitely did his Burton thing. He had a little more room to run with this one and he went there, which, you know, I think it fit for the character, but again, it, it it's different strokes for different folks, I guess. I, I, me, I, it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it. I so I, I I personally really I like I think some of the lines are corny, but I like Michelle Pfeiffer a lot in this movie, and I like Devito. Do I think the Devito character is a little too much? Yes, I I just think it is. I think it's like a little too bulbous and disgusting, and not in a way where I'm like, oh, it's offensive. I just he's and again, juicy. It just, he's too yeah, juicy. Just, very too juices. Very it just takes me a little too much out of it. it just I don't know, like it, it's. I know what he's going for and I know it's supposed to be more comic booky and cartoony and different, but like, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's just a character that doesn't always work perfect for me. And I think DeVito's great in the role, but it's just uh, like, like eating the fucking fish and just like, uh, just, it, it's an eye roll. And, and I, I don't get that once with the previous movie, which has a goofy character in the Joker, even though he's very, he's, he's a scary, he's a deadly character. Well, so is this one who kills people. But it just, again, it, it kind of removes me. Where even the corniness from Catwoman didn't remove me from the movie. You know, it didn't take me out of the movie, really. Where, like, again, him fucking eating the fish going down the spiral staircase. Every time I see that, it's like, ugh. Fucking raw fish scene again. You know, you know what, what just, did? What did take me out of it is the horniness. Because it felt like they had, horny. A, they had a horny quota. Where it felt like they went, like, X amount of time. And where, like, he had a, uh, Burton had a, a PA just go, oh, Mr. Burton, no one's made a sexual joke yet. Are you sure you want to continue shooting? And he's like, oh, no. Have the penguin say, oh, this is the pussy I've been waiting for. Oh, I forgot about that line. <laughs> what about, like, you're the perfect role model for young people? And he's like, you're the perfect young person yes. for this role model or whatever. Oh. Like, and then, and then his next line is like, I'm going to grope him. I'm like, I can grope people. And then here's the pussy I've been looking for, which is like, it with I mean it's not like those are lines that don't work. They could very well work, but with that character, and I guess that's kind of the point. I get it. Kind of the point is like it's this disgusting, like pussy bleeding. But it's just it's it's a level where you're like, ah, we went a little too far. A little too far with the gross penguin man. What, what, what I did love though, I, I loved Christopher Walken's character. His makeup he, he Christopher Walken, by the way, mailed this fucking movie in, did not give a mm. fuck. But 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 I liked it because very comic book villainy, and I, I actually yes. that's why I like him in this. Yeah, but that this shows you like the the roots of corruption in Gotham City don't just start and end with the underworld. It's like the, even even the captains of industry, you know, outside of Wayne Enterprises are are fucking you know villains, and I I I thought it was so funny, like especially that meeting with. Uh, with with him max shrek and bruce wayne because you had bruce wayne again dressed like 80s wall street power broker with his picasso tie 
And then you had Shrek who dressed like full on like Edward Scissorhands up in the house extra mm-hmm. with like the striped suit and all that shit like that. It, it was, I I enjoyed that. It was just like a weird combination of styles. Like Burton was like, oh, I'm going to make a Burton movie with Batman in it. I love his makeup. Last, last time I made a Batman movie with Burton in it, I'm just going to flip it. I love the makeup he wore in it. It was incredible. Yeah. But he had like the big ass rosy cheeks with horrid contour and like the really, really dark eyebrows and then the really white hair. Oh, amazing. I, I, that's why I like it because it's comic booky. Yes. Uh, I and, that. and that's the thing is like, I feel like even that and then like Selena Kyle's lines, like as much as they made me grow, it's like life's a bitch or now so am I or whatever, or mm-hmm. the meow before the, the department store blows up. That's more comic booky than like what Jeff was saying, eating the fish going down the stairs. Like, I understand that scene was put in there to show kind of the grotesqueness of like this Shrek character using these, you know, fucking empty suits to basically buy the office of mayor, you know, the mayor position, and then people not really giving a shit. Like, I, I thought like that was kind of an interesting political statement because I think it's like, you know, it's pretty universal and it's pretty timeless. But uh, it, it just was like in a comic book movie, you know, I don't expect, I don't know. I, I just, it, there's a lot of like contrast. There's a lot of extremes. There is one thing that made me roll my eyes more than anything else. And that's when Bruce Wayne is pumping in the audio of the penguin <laughs> talking about the city. And he does the fucking DJ disc scratch on the CD where he's playing it. That was, that actually, I actually angry. <laughs> I was I just, I forgot about that. I hate that. That's just, that's such a wink, wink to the audience. Like that's just so unnecessary. Otherwise though, I mean, I don't, it's, it's just some of the off putting over the top Burton stuff that I just don't, I I get that's his thing. And sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it doesn't just, that was the thing that took me out of it more. And I, I kind of forgot that that's so present in the movie. Just some of it is just cheese balled up to a level that I, I, it just, it's just hard to look past uncomfortable which which you know batman's really to me i mean it fits with batman because the series was so cheesy Uh, you know them just walking sideways on the buildings and then encountering the cheesy was was r-rated oh yeah the difference there no i i I agree like i i feel like he was trying to work his burden-esque like dark whimsicality into batman and like parts of it worked because they were campy and Batman will always have like association with camp just because of the association with the series. But then other parts of it just either felt too, I don't know. I don't want to say too burdeny or too dark, but it, it just not, not, there wasn't in place. The whole, I mean, the whole subplot about sabotaging his car, not subplot. I mean, major plot point. There's a huge plot point. H, H bomb in his car. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm like an H bomb in his car. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the conversation. It was what we were talking about is you think about the scale and scope of these movies and like what CGI technology has allowed them to do to demonstrate some evil plan and the, the true extent. Like think about like Kingsman and, and the, the villain's plan in the original Kingsman. It's like you couldn't have like shown all that as easy as, as you could have like without like CGI or whatever. Scope and scale is kind of what I want to get to. Even just tech, even, I'm sorry, even just technology. It's like, right. That's like, you you know, even 92, you couldn't imagine there being technology for somebody to reach that many people. Um, 
but like scope and scale in terms of the city of Gotham, because you really like Gotham in the Batman 89. You said that the other day, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah. I thought this one, it somehow was made to feel bigger when you zoom out of the city. I don't mean literal. When you get the bigger scale of the city, yet the intimate stuff felt smaller. And I really didn't like that. That's something that didn't work. It, it was that and the corniness that that were the big detractors for me. Because I always felt like Batman 89, they worked well with making Gotham still feel like a large place. Where this one, it just, everything feels like it takes place in that town square. And it just, makes, it makes the movie, yeah, or underground in that one. And it just makes it feel, it makes it feel too small for a movie that at moments and points in that movie, they expand it. And you're like, I don't know. It just, it just sort of takes me, it just kind of takes me out of it. That's again, I guess that's my big complaint that there are two things that take me out of the movie. It's the over the top corniness. Um, and then it's the fact that there, there's a, it doesn't mix well the way that the, the more extravagant shots of the top of Gotham and below, cause you just kind of see one thing the whole time. I, I didn't, I didn't love that. And it trickles down because the next two movies after this, that's a that's my big complaint is that the buildings are fucking the size of 90 skyscrapers and then the streets you you see like one street in each movie it feels like so it just gets worse it kind of funnels down to the next two movies after this but even though they're not burton's um that 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 would be another that, those are my two like actual big complaints with the movie but in everything else like i gave it a 77 i still i still enjoy this movie i think he kind of like had a i would say like a stylistic clash in which like he really wanted to make his movie his way, like the Burton way, like we've been saying. But then he also wanted to like infuse comic book elements. Like he wanted to be true to that adaptation of both the books in the previous series and like maybe give it like a more gritty storyline. And instead he just kind of, I think ended up with a little bit of a mishmash. And like, I think it just wasn't a really consistent theme throughout this movie. And if there was one, it wasn't good. It, it does. Does it, I don't want to like make assumptions for Tim Burton, but it, it doesn't seem like Tim Burton cares about Batman. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I don't think you have to care about something to direct a movie to it. But at the same time, I think like in both of these movies, it, it shows that he has more interest in the rogues gallery or the horrific figures that are going up against Batman um, and kind of making them like horror light type characters. And, this movie, like, you know, the Joker was one thing, but the Joker was still, he was still rooted in, I, I guess, some, like, level of... Like, realism in a sense, right? Yeah, and I don't want to use, like, realism, but, like... Like, the smile is, like, the smile, laughing to death, blah, 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 whatever, but I feel like the actual character of Jack Napier was, like, sort of grounded, right? Like, at least more to reality than the Penguin. Who's like a guy who literally looks like a penguin? Like, I mean, just just from a biological standpoint, yeah. has penguin hands and it looks like a penguin and shit like that. And and then also, uh, the the penguins with the little spaghetti strainers <laughs> on their heads at the end. I mean, they're they're just there's there's things where I'm look. I don't think like you have to completely like you know if you want to direct a bad Batman movie, I'm not saying you have to suck Batman off in the entire history of Batman. Um, but, but I do think that like, it's now a different era to where like, if you don't, <laughs> if you almost don't do that, like service to the character themselves, the movie just won't fly. Um, and I don't think that's right, but I, I'm trying to imagine a world where you could make these Batman movies and then focus so little on Batman and then not have people shit their pants. 
fucking his when when he dies and he's face down on the fucking ramp going into the water and it's just his his two butt cheeks and just the way that (laughs) it's just so bad well there's scenes in here i remember kind of being bothered by as a kid when he bites the guy's nose yeah and then also Mm -hmm. when selena kyle's laying in the snow and the cats are just eating her trying to eat her it was weird i mean it's it's pg-13 i think it's sped up scene of them eating her. What the fuck? Two very iconic bat signal shots. One, Michael Keaton bat signal in the beginning of the movie is awesome. Every time, the way he gets out of that fucking yeah. chair is Bruce Wayne. That's that's good stuff. Also, the final shot of the movie, Catwoman alive in front of the bat signal. That was a last second addition. Some may know the story. They had to do that last second. It cost $250,000 to do that last scene, that final shot. They had to pull the Catwoman thing out of storage. It was last second. A lot of it's like computer generated. Um, fucking bananas. <laughs> it, was, it says, um, who says it? Speaking about the shot on the documentary series, Shadows of the Bat, the cinematic saga of the Dark Knight, uh, Larry Franco, co-producer, said, I remember saying, I don't think it could be done. In the meeting, we'll try, and then it was a flurry of phone calls after that. Literally, it was the next day or even that afternoon that we got the Catwoman suit out of storage and put it on someone and actually shot. Yeah, it was real quick. It was a nightmare. Uh, $250,000. They never got the sequel to the movie. What was this? Is there a story behind why a third one never happened, like a Burton trilogy? Because um, it seems like there would be a story there. I forget. I'm pretty sure there is. Why Tim Burton Batman 3 never happened? There is... Because this one made what? I mean, it made like three hundred something, four hundred something. Made good money. Yeah, I mean, it was very successful. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember what it was. I've watched a video on, it and I ninety percent sure it's it's from Mister Sunday Movies about like what he did. He wanted, he wanted Johnny Depp to fucking play the Riddler. <laughs> Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. As Actually, that might have been kind of interesting. <laughs> that would have been interesting, yeah, in the 90s. Man, I forget um, what it was. I forget what it was. I'll have to look it up. We can talk about it at some other point. But I know there's a video somewhere that details what would have been in it. And I know Harvey Dent was – I know for sure Harvey Dent was a part of it. Yeah, I, I just – it seemed like a weird place to stop because while I didn't like it, it it it, it didn't – it wasn't bad. It, was, it wasn't worn – like this was a universe before there was a universe, but they didn't know they had a universe. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they blew it up before they got to that third movie to establish that de facto trilogy setting universe. And, um, you know, we, we know what we got next. We transitioned to 95 and the, the Schumacher Batman movies, which like they, they, like Jeff was saying last podcast, they're not the same, but they do feel like a continuation, like spiritually Burton-y, but not, um, so I don't know. It was apparently, I'm looking at it right now. I'm kind of scrubbing through the video. It is from Mr. Sunday movies. I guess some names connected like Robin Williams, Riddler, John Travolta. Ooh, oh, that was, <laughs> Oh, that was the Marlon <laughs> Wayne's. That was the Marlon <laughs> Wayne's Robin. Okay. Marlon Wayne's was supposed uh, to play Robin. Okay. Um, and then Tim Burton didn't do it. And then apparently Max Shrek was in, initially going to be Harvey Dent at one point, And then the scene he gets electrocuted was going to be the scene where he gets to like his face all deformed and shit. So there's all video on it. You can look at it. Um, and I'm sure there's some ties to that and Superman lives and all that shit. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. 
good movie still. Just not. It's, I, it's not as I expected to like it more again. Not as good in retrospect, I think. No, it it, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it feels like a sequel. We're we're adding more stuff. We, we got a we got another villain. We got more fight scenes. You guys wanted that. Um, we got we got another character here. We got we got old uh, Max Shrek, and then it just it, it didn't have that simplicity. I don't know. Dude, the fucking I, the Reeves Batman's gonna have every character from every Batman movie we've ever reviewed all in the one, <laughs> except for Joker. Except for the Joker, and I'm that's sure they'll tease Joker. Yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna be right at the end of that sucker for sure. <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> what was um, that, Batman? I don't know what we'll review on Sunday. And I got these guys. What did I? What did I put up for our vote? Let me. You let guys should watch that shitty ass fucking rom com that I had to watch. It's so bad. Little like Italy? No. Oh, don't. How dare you? Armageddon was our. Was supposed we're going to watch Sunday, I think. Oh, that makes sense. I think I know why. Armageddon. I actually don't know why. Oh, well, you talked to someone from Armageddon pretty recently. I, my dog is throwing toys. Um, okay, yes, that might be why. Let me think about that. And that might be why Armageddon. Might be a good idea. We also interviewed Scott Eastwood today. We did, and we talked to him about Tamana Tequila Trill. He... He interviewed, we did the interview from, he was doing it from a restaurant. He somehow had better Wi-Fi than everyone we've interviewed from Los Angeles. It's incredible. Better Wi-Fi than you have, which is crazy. I, is my he, fucking Wi-Fi dropped out. I was stunned. It was did a he have a shocking. bottle of Terramano with him? No, but he's been in the Fast and Furious franchise. So we we're like, hey, when you were yeah. in Fast, the Fate of the Furious, did you ever get to drink Tamana tequila? And he was like, no, he was very much baby oiled up all the time, though. The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> um all right let's let's do a let's do a draft we've never done this we've, uh, best comic book movie performance oh, draft. this is a draft oh damn it i misread it i thought yeah luckily you've seen enough i think you're fine. yeah i think I'll, I'll be able to go off the top um audience will get the first pick audience will get the first pick uh, yeah, followed by ken time. jack then myself then trill we're reversing each time we do it and then it's a snake audience first pick who do you think it is right uh, tony stark heath ledger joker it is Heath Ledger Joker. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, also, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let's let's make a rule real quick. Can if you pick, say, I won't say names. I don't want to put anyone's name into mine. But say we, this was like a Star Wars draft. If you pick Mark Hamill, would you get Mark Hamill for all the movies, or can can you pick like specifically one movie? I think he's done for whatever that franchise is. Okay, because there are you. I think specify a movie, but then that actor can't be picked again. I think yeah, that actor can't be movie. picked. Okay, the yeah, I think that's that's fair. Okay, uh, Ken Jack, your first pick. Uh, I'm going Hugh Jackman specifically from Logan because ah, I think smart. that's one of the best performances I think I've ever seen a comic book movie. Okay, it made that, the made the movie by far, in my opinion. Surprised you didn't take uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. He's actually good. At, he was fine in that movie. He was fine. He was totally good. He was to him and Liev Schreiber both totally fine. Not his fault. Um, all right, well, I got to go. Phoenix ah, Joker's on the board. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to take it. Uh, you know what? I, we're going to get the votes here. I'm going to go Tony. I'm going to go Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. Mm. I'm going to go Robert da- RDJ, specifically Iron Man. The time he has the most suits on. Then he gets progressively less and less suits that he actually wears on set each time. <laughs> Just CGA. And well, then the, original and, Iron, the origin story is very good. And then in, in Infinity War, he's just wearing a, a jumpsuit. Um, no, it's a, <laughs> Iron Man's an amazing movie. Uh, Trill, you have the last pick around one, first pick around two. Um, I'm going to do 
Christopher Reeve in Superman. Superman one, and then uh, I'm I'm doing uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Mm, okay, that's a good one too. All right, so I I, do, I get the guy I almost took. I want Josh Brolin Avengers Infinity War. Mm. Yeah, I, I got to have my guy Josh Brolin. Christopher Reeve, good pick. You also please the crowd who asks if we watch movies before the year 2000. So that's we get some like three, three Superman. What if you were like, I take Christopher Reeve, never seen him, but I take him. I know he's good. People say good things about <laughs> So I got to take him. Um, Ken Jack, number two. Uh, I'm going to go with the fast man as Magneto in X-Men First Class. I think he's, he, I mean, no offense to Ian McKellen, but I think him in specifically X-Men First Class is a better Magneto, in my opinion. They, they should have listened to uh, Matthew Vaughn. Should have let him do a movie in between that and Days of Future Past. They wouldn't have fucked up Apocalypse. Stagnito's Revenge. Should not have jumped ahead. That was first class is so <laughs> first class was so fucking good. Um, all right, next up, uh, it's there. I'm the Joker, baby. Uh, Jack Nicholson uh, from Batman '89 for the audience. They have two Jokers on that list so far. They're they're cornering the market on Jokers. Oh, and then their second pick. Let me see. I gotta delete the ones we've picked already. Second pick, they get Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Uh, that's a good one. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. It's, it's weird because so much of that was his voice. Like, he obviously makes the character, but, like, it's so weird to say it's, like, an amazing acting performance when you don't even get to see his face for, like, 90% of the movie, you know? Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't disagree, but at the same time. Yep. Yep. All right, Ken Jack, your pick, round three. Um, I'm going to go with... Shit. I'm going to go Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther. Mm, that's a one good of the, pick. Probably my second favorite MCU villain. I was gonna wait to try to pick him. He was so fucking good and just Amazing. disgustingly shredded. Just oh yeah, makes you feel like just a lump. Good pick. Coming to theaters again, apparently. Um, all right, my next pick. Ooh, ooh, tough. Uh, no, actually, not tough. I'm gonna go Michael Keaton. Uh, I'll, we'll go. We'll go Batman. We'll go Batman '89. I have to go with Keaton. Though I will say. Homecoming is a very close second. <laughs> no, I will say Homecoming. I think I might like him more, but God, he's a dashing man in in, in Batman. All right, I'm gonna go Michael Keaton. Trill, last pick around three, first pick around four. I'm gonna do uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki in the Avengers. Mm. Mm. I thought I thought Loki made the movie. Fuck you. And then I'm gonna take Brandon Lee for the Crow. Oh, okay. Which wow, is, what a curveball. A fantastic <laughs> performance. I mean, what a curveball. Also, like, rest in peace from filming that Brandon movie, Lee. The Crow. But mm-hmm. crazy fucking accident, too. Absurd. Uh, yeah, freak. Oh, mine, my next one, I don't want to go back to, and I feel like I got to bounce around here. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Watchmen. I'm going to go Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach in Watchmen. <laughs> He was yeah. I, probably the best part of that movie, um, which I was doing my movie rankings. I'm just going to officially put the Watchmen Ultimate Cut as Watchmen. I know that's cheating, but I prefer, I, I, I like it so much more than the regular one that yeah. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Watchmen. Ken Jack fourth uh, fourth round. Your pick. So, I this is going to be a pick for the votes. I don't necessarily agree with this, but I'm going to go Christian Bale Dark Knight. I don't yeah. think he made that movie. It's a much better movie than it. I don't, I don't think it has a, a crazy amount to do with his performance, but I think I'm just going to pick him for the get extra votes. Yeah. You got to get the votes. He's my vote pick. You'll get the votes there. Audience, their last two picks, 
Uh, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, pick number four. And then their first pick of round, the first pick of round five, their last pick, they're going to go Alfred, Mar- Alf- Alfred Molina, Chuckalot. Doc Ock. A.K.A. Spider-Man. <laughs> He's a chocolate man. Makes the chocolate. <laughs> um, Ken Jack, round five. This is gonna be. This is a hard one. Fuck, man. I'm going to scroll through lists now because I didn't prepare for this correctly. Ooh, you know what? Ron Perlman, Hellboy. Oh. I'm totally fine with that as a surprise last pick. Why not? Ron Perlman, baby. I love him. Let's Ron- go Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Why not? Hell, well, Hellboy 2 is, is the that's the better Hellboy. It's, I think it's better, yeah. Man, this is tough. This is tough. I was hoping it like I was I actually I'm actually not shocked that the the fast the fast man and the wasp didn't make it to the to round <laughs> five. Um Dude, the scene in X-Men First Class when he like confronts the Nazis in Argentina is so fucking good. Dude, even him putting the the fucking penny through Kevin Bacon's face. Kevin Bacon's head. Yes. Uh, turning all the missiles around. Oh, in Michael Ironside's face. Oh, sick. <laughs> um, you know what? I got to go. I'm going to. Uh, it's tough. I want to do. I, I do Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, but I can't pinpoint one movie. I think Winter Soldier, if I had to pick one for him, because of the scene where he gets to, escapes in the car and shit. God, I've 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 blown this. I I don't know. I'm gonna go oh. Willem Dafoe. I'm gonna go Willem Dafoe in Spider Man. Not a bad pick at all. I don't think that's a blown pick. I, I like it. Probably the best performance of the entire movie. Wouldn't you say? It definitely is. It very much. The villain's the best thing about those two movies. For sure, uh, I agree. All right, you're the last pick. I take Blade, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love Blade. Actually, I say Blade Two because I think I like Blade Two better. Not Blade Ninety Eight. What was the year? What was the Blade Three? No, Blade Trinity. Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and or he wouldn't uh, open his eyes. Who is the lady? The was that um, Jessica Biel? Was it is Jessica Biel and Blade Trinity? Was it really? Oh. I don't know. I'm I can't asking. tell you the last time I watched uh, Jessica or Jessica Biel. Last time I watched Jessica Biel. The last time I watched um, Blade Trinity, to be honest, I feel like I feel like I'm we I feel like we missed some obvious ones here. I know because the thing is, like, we're trying to pick like the best individual performances. I'm trying to think like the movies where they so my, made it. Spider- my big Tom, thing is Tom um, Spider Man. Tom Spider Man. <laughs> well, because like you would never draft Chris Hemsworth from Thor or Thor: The Dark World, Mm-mm. but Thor Ragnarok in some of the new Avengers movies, you definitely could. Like it's, and same with Chris Evans. You would, I mean, I, I like First Avenger, but he was way better after First Avenger. So, like, it's tough for me mm. when it's a good movie and the, the, the performance of the actor isn't like the primary engine that makes that movie good. You know what I mean? Like, like if I think like all, all the other factors combined are more, or like the other factors are more important than the movie's like excellence, then it's really tough for me to give that actor like that level of recognition, if that makes sense. I think I, I, think I like Michelle Pfeiffer. Catwoman more than Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, but I've made my pick. It's the bet I lay in here. Um, all right, that was fun. Maybe do maybe do worst or something next time. Armageddon on Sunday. Um, we'll talk about that movie. That's a that's a summer classic. I could close my eyes just to hear yeah. you breathe it. Ah! 
the animal crackers. Oh. What a fucking stupid scene. I love oh. that movie. What a stupid scene. <laughs> when, when did Batman Returns get released? 92. 92, yeah. No, no it came out June 16th. Isn't it, isn't it weird whenever a movie has like a prominently like holiday-ish setting and it is released in June? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It's like if Batman Returns, heavily Christmas-themed. Gonna light a tree. Yeah. Uh, coming out June, though. <laughs> Wasn't one of the Home Alones released in the summer, too? Home Alone 5, Home Alone, the, the Home quickening. Alone, Home Alone 3 was released in, like, September or something, I feel like. Yeah, but that that I get. You do see some of the... Because then you can maybe get it on demand or, like, as a like a, fil- like a DVD release for Christmas time. That's right. DVDs in 97, baby. Mm-hmm. Bleeding edge. <laughs> Damn straight. In that, in that DVD of Home Alone 3 and 97. <laughs> I, like, I know $800. $800. I know for a 70. fact I own a VHS of that movie, too. So me saying that is just incredibly stupid. No, no. It, there was a DVD that definitely existed in 97 of Home Alone 3. It's just that it probably cost like $75. And didn't work. The Home Alones both came out in, in, the, fo- in the fall, in November. So what something happened before. There was a place I don't probably doesn't exist. I think it was called The Laser's Edge. It was right by Carmel High School. Uh, right by their student parking lot that they sold like laser discs and then pivoted to DVD perfectly. They're probably no longer in existence, but you I gotta just, think so. They're the you, streaming store now. You gotta imagine like a laser disc store, like being a proprietor of a laser disc store. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> laser disc, the 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 big movie CD that rich people had. Um. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. Gotta okay. come up with my fictional debate team. Hell yeah, you do. I It'll do. Be good. I think you like mine, true. I'm looking forward to mine. I gotta do some photoshops maybe for mine. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, tune in 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Uh, I almost said November. We're talking November. Uh, July 20. July. June, fuck, I fucked it up. June 25th, this Thursday. And if not, LCB on YouTube. Go rewatch them all. They're very funny. Very much worth your time. We call them the rewatchables. Got that. Wait. <laughs> oh, cat, we have a cast of rotating characters on that show too it's not an open mic night our show um, alright that's it for uh, for Ken Jack and Trill I'm Jeff Lowe Armageddon on Sunday we'll talk to you then have a good week at the box up